What up? Welcome back to the Seller Seller Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Mason Boy, joined as always by Glenn Enos. Junior. And Matthew Souza. Hello. Gentlemen, we are another week closer to real live football in our face. Yeah. The summer is inching along. Football's drawing closer. It's great. Great time of year. Susan, how's your offseason going? My offseason? It's it's starting to go. We're finally starting to get those gears turning and 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 the the research going and the analysts going in my ear podcasting and all that stuff. So uh, I'm starting to get that juice again and that hype for the draft. I love it. I'll tell you what, it's July 12th, 2022 right now. And I think this is the earliest I've ever been prepared for fantasy football. That's not not even that early. It's not even that early, but but that's just, that's just for me, that is usually I'll, I'll like a week towards our drafts. And then like, now I'm like, I'm looking at every team, looking at options. Could have mocked that today with Craig. A week and before the draft. I'll be honest. Start? I'll be maybe, honest. Maybe not with the podcast, obviously. Well, but yeah. Like, was really looking into it. Usually, you know, it's okay. Usually, Craig's draft, because it's always earlier, is like my preliminary draft, essentially, where I finally get a grasp on where everyone's going to fall. Um, so that's just a test league. Like you don't really. No, no, no. I'm, I'm kidding, obviously. But it's just it's funny because there's like a few guys in that league, and it's the same thing in our league too. Because like you do mocks, and people usually only stay for like the first or second round, and they're gone. So it's not like good medium there. But then in our league, we always joke about someone making a reach on a quarterback. But it happens literally every year. Someone in the third round takes the QB one from the year before. They don't live up to expectations. It happens every time, but then it fucks up the rest of the draft. A few years ago, Panacho, I think, took double tight ends, or Craig did. Craig. Yeah, so, you know. Um, you can never predict the fantasy draft. As much an, an analyst, uh, analytics you can look at and review and say, oh, this ADP is here, and by this, this pick, I should have these guys available. It doesn't work out like that. You can do all the mock drafts you want and go against the computer that's going to draft based on ADP. It's never going to work out like that. You got to know your league. You got to know the guy who's going to take a QB in the first round. You got to know the guy who's a homer for his team and is going to pick like three of those guys before anyone else. That's uh, it's a whole different dynamic. Yeah. I, and we'll, we'll talk about more drafting as we get towards the season and uh, probably more into August. But also different platforms um, play a factor as well. I've done mock drafts on ESPN. I've done mock drafts on Sleeper. And the whole ADP is completely whacked. Like some guys that were available in the fourth round on ESPN don't go past the third. I'm like, whoa. What's going yeah, like yeah, when we drafted different Craig's algorithms. League, it's weird too because that software that he uses like doesn't uh, – it like only updates the players after a certain point. And then it doesn't. So, like, someone can get hurt, like, a few days before the draft or something. And their name, their ADP doesn't get knocked down. So, you have to, like, kind of be on the ball and know who's who's hurt and whatnot. So. Right. Um, well, let's get started, gentlemen. 
Hell yeah. Uh, first time of the year, Sousa. Are you ready? I think I'm – yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready, baby. Good news today. Good news. Any news. This is the news with Sousa. All right, well, it's different because we're not going on a weekly basis. I didn't cover last week's news last week. I got months and months of material to go over. I'm just kidding. I'm just going to go over some of the recent stuff. (laughs) Uh, Because we actually already went over some of the transactions last episode. So if you didn't watch that, the hell are you waiting for? Right. Um, So we'll start off with a couple weeks old. We got Terry McLaurin. He signed a three-year extension with the Commanders, right? Washington uh, $71 million in new money that places him against the NFL's top five highest paid wide receivers. Terry McClure. He deserves it. Question. Slightly related to Terry McClure. How do you guys feel about the, uh, the new name change for uh, the commanders now? Because personally, Washington what? football team grew on me. I okay. liked it. That's the problem. That's the problem. It grew. They gave it too much time to grow on you, even yeah, though it sounded very stupid to begin with. It it grew on you, and now yeah, it's they, like, uh, I got used to it, and I kind of liked it. We'd be too. like, "Oh, who's Terry McLaurin on football team?" Oh, and I'm, I almost messed up the Commanders. I almost called them the Guardians because I'm used to the Cleveland Guardians <laughs> now in baseball. Oh, that's right. So yeah, that's weird too. The two new names are just throwing me off. So I'm going to be calling Washington just Washington this year, probably. Um, Dollar yeah, in the they're, jar they're for the Redskins. What'd you say? Uh, no. <clears throat> no, that, that's like two dollars at this point, man. It's been like yeah, every years. every new ch- every new uh, team change name change is another dollar. Goes up, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so, um, J.K. Dobbins this is a minor thing. He's unlikely to play in the preseason. He had an injury. Oh well, first of all, running back for the Ravens, rookie running back. He's doing pretty well, along with, I think, Mark Ingram. We're kind of going back and forth in the Gus bus. But he looked like to be that top dude. Torres, whatever. Don't have that kind of news. And it uh, looks like he's not going to be able to pre- play in the preseason. So look out for him. That's a little disappointing because you would expect uh, – you're hoping for him to come back strong and be able to draft him. Or if you have him in Dynasty, you'll have to be able to plug and play him. But he, he might be slow to start. Something to look out for. Is he a rookie last year or the year before? I think Mason's shaking his head. He says – It was the year before. Huh. Because he was drafted as the number one running back last year for the Ravens. And right, the year right, prior, right. And, he, and he took the role. Yeah, he took the role when um, – Yeah, he was splitting with Ingram. And then Ingram left town to go to the Saints. And, that sounds uh, right. Yep. Okay. All right. Someone right. someone got hurt in his rookie season, and then he, I think, was projected pretty high, and he ended up coming in at the end of the season because I think Edwards got hurt too, or something like that. But yeah. Um, uh, here's a bigger thing, and we're, I'm going to save the news that you want to hear, Glenn, um, till last. Okay. It's maybe one of the biggest things we have. But here's a, <laughs> here's a pretty big thing too. Um, earlier in the like about last week, the Panthers acquired Baker Mayfield as their quarterback from Huge. the Browns, which is yeah, big. Was... I think I personally think it's an upgrade over Sam Donald. And I was reading on Twitter today 
Uh-oh. I agree with you, first of all, that it's, I think that Baker Mayfield's miles better than Sam Darnold. Um, or maybe not miles, but at least a few hundred feet. So, whatever. Uh, apparently, uh, who's the coach of the Bears? Matt Rule, right? Yeah. He said that they're going to have a QB competition in training camp between Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. If I, would be, if I was Baker Mayfield, I'd be insulted. I, I actually heard that literally moments on the, on the way here. I was listening to stuff about that, and I think that's very laughable. I Sam Darnold sucks, dude. It's, I think it's, it's clear and obvious that Baker is better – well, that he'd be the starter. They, they literally traded for him. You don't trade for a QB and, and then put him through a, a ringer, a, a competition. Like he's, he's their starter. Don't listen to that. That's all smoke and mirrors. Hmm. Uh, the Panthers have traded so much shit in the past, like, two or three seasons just to still have quarterback problems. It's kind of laughable. Um, I, I do like Baker over Sam Donald. I think he does maybe beat him out in the quarterback competition, especially, like you said, Susie, if you're trading for a quarterback. I mean, what's, what's the it's point? like, what the hell are we doing here? Yeah, like, you got to use him, right? Um, time will tell. Hopefully, by the time we preview the NFC South, uh, we'll know a little bit more about this quarterback competition. But not only is that the only quarterback competition in Carolina, um, Seattle has quarterback competition between uh, Geno Smith and Drew Locke. Yep. I almost said, I don't know who I was thinking of. I almost said Kyle, somebody for some reason. That's how much Drew Locke is irrelevant to me. (laughs) Geno Smith and Drew Locke. And then there's one more. That I saw as well. Um, I can find it real quick. Doesn't matter. Not important. I know there's at least three teams. Um, who, oh my God! I just saw the trade. <laughs> is uh, does it involve Mariota by any chance? That QB competition. Um, because I can't think of anyone else or Trey Lance. Oh maybe? no! It, it was um, it was Mitch Trubisky and um. Fucking Pickett, the rookie. Oh, that and, sucks uh, for Trubisky. In Pittsburgh. Yeah, well, so does Trubisky, so. Valid. Um, <laughs> all right, so, yeah, moving on. Let's see here. Yeah, you already you already mentioned Drew, uh, Geno Smith. I thought I was going to say something else. So, yeah, I'm, I'm all off track now. It's been a while since you've done the news, so. <laughs> Yeah, the rust is the rust is present. That's why we start early. My man, you need some WD forty. Um, Seahawks. This is interesting. Have discussed in quotes Jimmy G playing for them. Jimmy Garoppolo. Not sure what's going on in San Francisco, but that'd be interesting. I think a traffic cone would be better than Geno Smith. So and whatever his name is. And I feel yeah. like. It- and I feel like if you're San Francisco, you kind of want to usher into the Trey Lance era. I mean, he spent a pretty high pick on him last year, you know, to keep right. Jimmy G around. I mean, as a veteran presence, but you're also wasting money. So get him out of there. Yes, exactly. A um, few up more items here. <clears throat> the Real T Rizzo on Twitter says, as I heard from reliable sources right now, I'm hearing four to six game suspension for Deshaun Watson. So okay. now we have an idea of what to expect. I was predicting a full season if something like this happened. I think that's what I said last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now it could be 
less than half a year. That's big. <clears throat> it it is. If it's four games, that's crazy. Number one, that he's only getting four games for everything that is he's being accused of. Right. Also, from a fantasy perspective, that's crazy that he's only going to be out for four games. Right. You know what I mean? So I feel like where he goes in the draft is probably going to honestly vary between leagues because it's going to be, you know, how much, how much buy-in you want to put into him coming back, how much you want to risk. Yeah, it's tough. We haven't seen him for over a year. Yeah, exactly. It's a new team, new regimen. It's like, and he's going to be behind the ball because he's not going to be starting till a month in. So it's uh, it's a risk, but as a wise man once told me, you got to take risks. In fantasy. Who said that? Confucius? Panacho. Oh. Oh. Mason's like, ah. Oh. Same um, thing. <laughs> Gronk confirmed that he'll remain retired even if Brady calls him. Bullshit. So, oh. Bullshit. bullshit. That Uh-oh. is bullshit, man. Come Do, on. We need to put a, a bet on the table? No. Two to one odds? No. Okay. Two to one? Uh-oh. Yeah, if, if you're right about Gronk playing, you get twice your bet. All right. Plus 200, right? I'll bet one hot dog. Hot dog? Yep. I can afford that. Um, that, Here's the trade that we were alluding to a little bit. The Patriots are trading former first-round wide receiver Nikhil Harry to the Uh Bears uh, per Mike Garofalo. Uh, It doesn't – I'm not seeing what they got in return, but – It's a 2024 – Seventh round pick, baby. You know what? Shit, I didn't know what the seven rounds. Everything I said last week about the Patriots offseason being bad, I take back. Cherry on top. This is the best offseason that they've ever had. Oh, 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 yeah, you like it. You like that. Oh, no, I I don't like it. I I love it. I love it. Get this fucking guy out of here. So sick of seeing him drop passes, bro. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah Goodbye. you know, he was actually a, a sponsor of of Bay Coast Bank. He was there was like a, some type of program like uh oh yeah, I remember hearing him on the radio. Yeah, like if he catches certain passes, some type of donation. And it's funny because he literally didn't do anything, and like their competition bank five has like Mac Jones as their sponsor so we're just like sitting there like nice yeah they're, they're okay. like if i if i catch <laughs> 10 passes this year Come we will on. end world hunger get zero bakos is literally sweating profusely <laughs> so yeah that didn't last long and that's all the the fantasy news one last last and long one last oh, bit here my god and this has to do with Jets QB Zach Wilson. This is important news. This is, this is very vital because we're talking about the Jets after all. We yes. always talk about how uh, is there a fantasy cesspool, but this time it's different because Zach Wilson's ex-girlfriend has accused Zach for sleeping with his mom's best friend. Love it. And that's it. Yes. Yeah, that, that's it. Crazy. That's uh. That's the kind of quarterback I want to represent my team. This is probably the best news possible for New York Jets fans. They got a quarterback they can look up to. Because, I mean, talk about an absolute savage. Imagine dating somebody and then just 
out of nowhere, seeing one of your mom's friends and then just hooking up with her. And it's so funny, like all the memes that are all over Twitter, like his mom, actually not too bad looking, posted a picture on Instagram of like her with all her girlfriends, like at a, uh, I think it was like a Kesha concert or something. And the caption was like, which one of these women do you think it was? Oh my God. That's funny. And I was like, damn. Well, yeah, because in the end, who gives a fuck, right? It was what's crazy is that what started this. I think it's like this dude on Barstool who was like covering it. He's like a jet. He's like one of the Jets uh, guys, I think. And um, he actually posted. Uh, Zach Wilson must follow him or follow Barstool because he posted a video like detailing like why like the drama or whatever. And Zach Wilson like DM'd him. It was like, can you please take this down? Yeah. So it definitely happened, 100%, yeah. bro. Like Zach Wilson's going after the guy at Ballerstool being like, yeah, take this down. It's definitely some truth. I don't think he was even trying to be a dick. I think he was basically like begging him, like, please, yeah. bro, like, remove this. Yeah, he's and like, now, remove like this, Like I said, please. that's all I've seen the past two days on Twitter. Yeah. Zach Wilson memes. But, like, why? Like, why? Is this why a not? Why is there a drama over this? Because Who cares? you don't your mom's like, best friend. Every day, Susan. Wait, every day? No, I said, <laughs> you don't get, it's oh, not every oh, day oh. where you get to bang your mom's best friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I oh, mean, yeah, I guess so. Good like, for Zach Well, no, like, I'm like, not surprised. Fantasy, that it's... Like, that's a fantasy right there. <laughs> that's not the type of fantasy podcast this is, though, okay? Well, like, I'm not surprised it's blowing up, but, like, it shouldn't be a bad thing. Like, it shouldn't no. be bad PR or anything. Yeah, it's not. People love it. That's why it's it's, it's, it's just good. funny. That's all. It's funny. I mean, it's just yeah, it's just funny. I mean, like it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. Like it's like one of those things that you see on Twitter. You're like, huh, that's funny. Swipes, <laughs> chuckle. Yeah, exactly. On Literally. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I had no idea. Glenn was before the podcast going. He texted me. He's like, "You got news ready? You got the biggest news? You have like the the biggest headline yet?" I'm like, "I don't see anything." Like I said. Here's, it's a big headline because that's all I've been seeing. Just Zach Wilson this, Zach Wilson that. Yeah, I've I didn't seen see T-shirts that, that they're making. Just a whole bunch of memes, a whole bunch of videos about Zach Wilson. Wow. I, I think this is the – Zach Wilson's probably getting more attention now than he did when he was getting drafted by the New York Jets, which is it's hilarious. That is hilarious. Um, all right. Good job, Susan. Got a boy, Susan. You still got it. Whew. Gentlemen, it That's is now time for our weekly divisional preseason preview. And Mason, you want to start with the NFC? And Hell Susan, yeah, baby. We might as well start, you know, with uh, the division that contains your favorite team. What do you say about that? Um, I no. My no? favorite team is not in uh, the NFC. What is it again? North? North. Yep, North. Uh, but it does contain the Lions, if that's what you're getting at. It does. It does. We're not going to start with the Lions, okay? Oh. So we're going to go in alphabetical order. <laughs> we're going to start with... Very scientific. The Bears. The Bears! Now, I don't know how you want to do this. I don't know if you just want to go one at a time talking about everybody's, uh, you know... 
most valuable fantasy player who could be an X factor. You make a break, sleep, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or you just want to talk about one guy as we go along. Um, Probably something we should have talked about before the podcast started. But yeah, but you know, know. no, we're bringing it. Um, yeah. I say let's, let's go through uh, each of the, you know, X factor, whatever, all that stuff. And right. uh, we'll go, we'll go one by one. Who has who for each. Let's start with the MVP. Now, when we say MVP, I'm talking about fantasy relevance. Who's the most reliable guy on the Chicago Bears to get you fantasy points week in or week out? My MVP, I will start off, for the Chicago Bears in 2022 is going to have to be running back David Montgomery. I'll tell you why. When healthy, when he's out there, um, he's the bell cow. However, that might change this year uh, as far as with the new offense, not under Matt Nagy anymore. Um, hopefully the Bears offense changes for the better, but I still think Dave Montgomery is going to be a focal point of this offense. I still think he's going to get his touches. I still think he's going to get goal line carries. I still think he's going to be the player to own on this Bears offense because, honestly, um, this Bears offense isn't very good. So Dave Montgomery has been uh, kind of the knight, or I was going to say knight in shining armor, but more like the, I uh, can't think of any analogies right now, the sparkling shit. Uh, is the, oh, my uh, God. <laughs> that's a horrible analogy, but he's, he's the best on a bad situation, which is the Chicago Bears. Dave Montgomery, my MVP, the guy you want to own in fantasy. Any objections? Um, you know, yes. yeah. What'd you say? Yes. Yes, I want to say yes too. My MVP is Darnell Mooney. Mm. Okay. Um, who I think now is the de facto number one wide receiver on the Chicago Bears, and I think you may be wondering, uh, rightfully so how he's going to perform without Allen Robinson there anymore. Um, and to be honest with you, I personally don't think that that's going to be a problem um, because Allen Robinson was awful last year. He was terrible. Darnell Mooney ended up uh, being the t- position ranked 24 at wide receiver. So I think his production can kind of only go up. Obviously, it depends if Justin Fields takes that next step uh, this year. But I think Darnell Mooney has the opportunity to really cement himself as a legitimate uh, fantasy option this year. I agree with that. I actually agree with that because um, when it comes to a team like the Bears, a team that sucks – I'm trying to stay away from the running back this year. Um, that's part of my new approach is is staying away from a running back on a bad team, unless they're like just nasty and they actually change the team for the better. David Montgomery is not quite that guy. I owned him last year. Maybe a little bit of a bias, but I, I would watch the Bears with David Montgomery stock and I just watch them. And it was a struggle because first of all, they wouldn't always complete drives or they would be in and 
passing down situations because they have to catch up or they're third and long, second and long. And it's, it's really tough. And it was annoying. He had some good games, but he had some, he had a lot of games under 10 points. He also missed games. He missed a game the year before that too. So possible, uh, health concerns or, or inconsistency there. Darnell Mooney's played two full seasons back to back. Um, I'd rather be the pat. I'd rather take the pass catcher or, or the, or the passing game, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And he's been getting better every, every year. Yeah. It's only been two years, but he, he had, he, I mean, Mac, Montgomery finished running back 20 is in Mark Darnell Mooney was like wide receiver. Like Mason said, like 24. How many games did Montgomery like missed though? The fact of that. Yeah, no, you're right. He missed three games. And finished 19. So there's something to be said about that. But um, that's what I'm saying. Like, when, when, if, if Montgomery's healthy, there's no question about it. He's the better one. Oh, Darnell, Darnell Mooney is good, especially without Allen Robinson there. He should be the de facto number one guy. I can't see anybody else overtaking him. But you're telling me that you would rather you you draft Darnell Mooney, Mooney over David Montgomery if both are still there on the board? No, because they don't go at the same the same round so i'm saying so so who's more valuable who's the mvp saying more it's valuable gonna be, it's gonna be darnell mooney. mooney it's mooney you can I buy him at a Sousa. discount I think, I think david montgomery is going to what were his touchdown numbers last year he had seven tds and didn't okay. catch any seven rushing touchdowns plus um, you also have to factor in no more matt Nagy. New offense, new scheme, possibly. Yeah, so, I mean, if anything, I think they, they're they probably going to air the ball out more. I feel like Matt Nagy's offense is pretty grounded pound for the most part. And Allen Robinson can – not that he was really there at all, but I think that could help Mooney um, as well. And Montgomery, like half his games – I mean, he missed some, but the, of the ones that he played, half of them were under nine points. Like, that's, that's where I was getting at. Like, it's just – like he just never quite like did anything half the time. Sometimes like the other half, he had some good games, but then but half was just like mediocre, no touchdowns. Mooney more he played 17 and more than half of his games, nine out of seven, nine out of sixteen, I'm sorry, um were more than ten points. So I just I think he's he's up he's he's rising, his stock's rising. I'd rather just have Mooney. Montgomery's gonna go ahead of him. But I think Mooney's going to be the MVP, and you get him at a, at a cheaper price, too. So I don't know Mooney is my X factor because, like the arguments that you guys are making, he could be that guy who can make a break a fantasy team. Either he rises to the occasion as the de facto wide receiver one for the Chicago Bears and um, kind of becomes what you wanted Allen Robinson to be on the Bears um, these past few years. You know, he continues to get better every year. But there's also a chance where – he kind of stays, stays that same player and, you know, doesn't really take that next leap to wide receiver one numbers. And you're also trusting in Justin Fields, which um, I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket. Who's your X factor? The Chicago Bears. Meaning your guy who can make or break your team. I'm going with, with Fields. Because uh, I think he can be someone who can make your team, especially where you where you'll draft him. Uh, I I don't even know if you'd have to have him as your starter, because I'm sure you'll have other guys. But he's someone who could be 
the Kyler Murray, the Lamar Jackson, that kind of mold fit that mold and can really be a difference to your team making it to the championship, even not just the playoffs, but the championship. Um, and obviously he supports all the other um, fantasy players as well, like Moody and Montgomery. And it's really on his running game, his legs. He didn't really show it too much last year. Um, well, he had 420 rushing yards, but like in terms of fantasy, he didn't have like a fantastic season. He had some, he had some good games, but overall kind of meh. But that's why he's my X Factor. He could be that, that guy. Uh, no, I, I, I agree with Souza. Um, I feel as my X as my X Factor as well. Um, we each other the whole day. No. No. That was also just his first year. Too. Yeah. So, I mean, my, like Susan said, um, I think Fields has the potential, especially for where you're going to draft him, and be great value. Um, if he takes that next step and he becomes, you know, kind of the prototypical, what we've seen over the past few years have um, success in fantasy, maybe not someone with the best arm, but who uses their legs. Uh, to get you those extra yards, those extra rushing yards and rushing touchdowns, you know. So um, I think in that mold specifically, he could fill that role. Uh, and then obviously if he does take that next step, I think we'll have to see if the other facets, uh, where or where the other facets of, his, facets of his game improve. Like if he can throw the ball consistently well, obviously that really helps out. Darnell Mooney, which then, and also if he can run the ball, it helps take pressure off Montgomery. So, yeah, I think I think Fields has the chance to make or break a lot of teams this year. Okay. Um, while we're still talking about Justin Fields, he's actually my player to avoid on Chicago Bears. I don't like Justin Fields, okay? I, I wasn't impressed by his rookie season. I don't know if a new coach is going to help him. I don't know if the weapons on this offense is going to help him. And I don't know if he's going to help himself. The only upside you have is that he's a guy you can grab late in your draft and just stash on your beds, wait him out, you know, a month or two in the season, see if he progresses into that player he was drafted to be. Like you said, with the mobile game, it has to get going. There's a lot better mobile quarterbacks out there who are way better than Justin Fields as far as throwing the ball, too. Uh, he could develop into that player, but of all the other options at quarterback, if you're starting Justin Fields, even if you're on bye week struggles, there's it, something wrong. I, I, I got to see it to believe. I'm avoiding him. Uh, he's the player I'm going to avoid on Chicago Bears. Anybody to avoid? on this team for you guys. I didn't really think about it, but I'm going to say Nikhil Harry. <laughs> I'm not um, even going to let you elaborate on that. Mason, who are you avoiding? Did I'm going to go. Nikhil? Dude. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying Nikhil Harry, trust me. Um, I am going to say the Bears defense, actually. Um, I feel like, you know, Bears, ever since they had Cleo Mack, were kind of – a pretty decent defense to have, uh, you know, over the past few seasons since he got traded there. But with his departure, um, I feel like that, you know, he's he's one of those players that can transform a whole defense. And I think without him there, I don't know their defense is going to be as good. Their line definitely is not going to be as good with him there. So um, I just don't 
just don't like it. Just don't like it. Um, for a sleeper I have on the Chicago Bears, running back Khalil Herbert. And I'm going to say for the reasons that we talked about David Montgomery earlier is that he hasn't been healthy for a full season. And last year in the games that Montgomery was out, Herbert took the main role and he stepped in for those games, did a pretty solid job. I think uh, with the new offense, hopefully he gets more of a role too, maybe some more touches as well. I'm not, I'd say his biggest value is obviously being a handcuff to David Montgomery because we know what he can do if Montgomery goes down, with Montgomery having the history of getting injured. But I think he's a guy who could also um, steal some snaps away, get involved in the offense, and um, be a guy to look out for. Running back sleepers are, you know, big in leagues because usually, you know, three or four of them emerge every year that you're not really too sure of that nobody knows of. Khalil Herbert might be that guy. Any um, sleepers for you on Chicago Bears? Yo, you want me to go first, Susie? You want to go? Yeah, I don't got anything. I might have said Nikhil Harry, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I take it. I'm, I'm done with the Bears. No. All right. So mine is Cole Kmet, uh, tight end for the Bears. Um, just one of those things where, you know, he's been highly touted for the past few seasons. This is his third season in the league, I believe. Um, and he has been like one of those guys where he has the talent, but he just hasn't been able to put it all together. And he had a few decent games last year. Uh, the problem was, is that he just couldn't find the end zone. So, you know, now with Allen Robinson being out, he'll probably be featured more in the offense. And so you can see if he becomes a safety valve for Justin Fields, because if that does happen, you know, tight ends are, once you get past the top three, you're kind of dime a dozen. So you could get someone who doesn't going to give you big points, but can give you consistent points in that spot. Yeah, again, um, comes down to Justin Fields, getting him the ball, but it's not a bad option for Cole Komet as a sleeper. Um, one more thing before we move on from the Bears. Uh, I'd like to say something as far as a lottery ticket in fantasy football. A guy that you could stash or hold on to and hope that he emerges as that person. I'm not talking sleepers. I'm talking a guy who just out of nowhere just booms. And usually it happens to be rookie wide receivers. Sometimes uh, maybe a guy like Corduroy Patterson last year. It emerges. A lottery ticket. It's a one in a million chance. But when you have that person and it happens – this could be the guy. Uh, my lottery ticket for the Chicago Bears is the rookie wide receiver. I believe it's Velas Jones Jr. Uh, he oh. was a third-round pick from the Bears this year, and a lot of people believe that they reached for him in the third round because he is, I believe, 22 years old, which I think is older, older than Darnell Mooney. Uh, but people think that he can fill into that wide receiver two role now that Darnell Mooney – should be the de facto number one. And if Felix can do anything close to what Mooney's done in that offense, um, it seems the Bears have high hopes for him if they reach for him. It could be that guy. Again, I'm not confident in Justin Fields' ability to get these guys the ball. And I don't know if there's enough ball to go around. But if Fields can do it and he finds a new favorite target in Velas Jones, watch out for that name. Interesting. Interesting. 
All right, Susan, I'll let you move on to your favorite team. Your Detroit Lions, baby. Your Detroit Lions. Who's your MVP? My MVP is going to be DeAndre Swift, uh, only because there's really not that many great players. There's Amon Ross St. Brown, who we will definitely talk about. First, uh, First season last year. He ended up being okay. It actually had an insane end to the season now that I'm looking at it. Wow. And I just came off of the Bears saying I want to stay away from running backs on bad teams. And here we go. Here's a running back on a bad team. But, but Swift, he catches the ball a lot, a lot more than Montgomery. He only played 13 games. It had 78 targets, 62 receptions two TDs through the air, and he was electric. He, But like I said, he missed time. So had he didn't miss time, he could have probably finished a lot better than where he did. And he finished 15 in PPR, 24 in standard. So there's that, there's that gap. If you have a running back who catches the ball a lot, you're going to see that gap between standard ranking and a PPR ranking. Um, so, yeah, I like, I like Swift a lot. Don't like the Lions. Probably will we'll, – not draft him personally, unless the values is really good. But um, he's got to be the MVP on this trash team. Yeah, I'm with Susan. Uh, DeAndre Swift, I think, is the guy um, who's going to be the MVP here. Because, you know, uh, Susan, where were you looking at the at those position rankings from? I'm on Sleeper in our Dynasty League, just clicking oh, okay. on guys. They have – I think it's – Full PPR and standard. I don't, I don't think those are the rankings that I see. I don't okay. get half this, PPR. I'm looking right now on ESPN, and it says that he finished at 19, which is kind of in the middle of uh, of both of the ones that you listed. So I'm assuming that might be the half point PPR ranking, but whatever. Maybe. Um, regardless, uh, DeAndre Swift, obviously last year, though he got hurt, like Sousa said, he was able to do the damn thing for the most part on a shit team. The Lions were not good by any metric. Um, but I mean, the fact that he was out for four games and he still finished as an RB2 is kind of crazy, honestly. So it just speaks to the click that he was putting points out uh, earlier in the season, you know, before obviously he got injured. But, but yeah, I think it's him. Um, DeAndre Swift, I think, if, if he can put borderline RB1 numbers up for you, depending on where you draft him, that could easily win you a league. Um, it is him. He is the MVP, the fantasy MVP of the Detroit Lions. There's nobody else on this team I trust more than DeAndre Swift. Uh, he played 13 games last year, 13 games his rookie year, and last year he improved a little bit. Um, Obviously, you want to see him stay healthy, and you just want to see him get the ball. DeAndre Swift, it's tough because his ADP is pretty high. Do you feel comfortable having DeAndre Swift on your team as your RB1? RB1? Yeah. RB1, I – see, the thing is, is I like him as a player. But I don't like the Lions. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, um, 
It would depend, right? It depend where I was picking. So what's his his ADP right now is seventeen, according to ESPN. Yeah. So that's yeah, overall second yeah. round, right? So I mean, yeah. if you take if you take an, another running back, are you saying he's he's your RB one, right? Uh, yeah, he's. he's I mean, first, second rounds is where you draft your RB1, wide receiver one. Do you feel comfortable with him being your RB1? I guess I would have to see who, like, the wide receiver one I get is. Because obviously you're going to be picking a wide receiver then before that point. Yeah, I'd be comfortable. Because that assumes you probably got a really good wide receiver. And... um and I think he catches the ball enough to separate himself from what I was saying of not wanting a running back on a bad team. He, he's involved in the passing game enough to, you know, disregard that, that idea. So I like him. I do like him. That's all I want to know. Um, my X factor for the Detroit Lions is none other than Amonra St. Brown. Last year, I don't think there was a wide receiver hotter in the league. That Amonra St. Brown. Oh, I know. However, I, I know. do think I do think there was a lot of factors that played into that. Um, towards the year, towards the end of the year, um, Lions really not playing for much, trying to develop, you know, wide receiver talent, targeting Amonra St. Brown. I don't know if Swift played much towards the end of the year either. I know Hawkinson really wasn't a factor there too after being hurt. And they don't have any other receiving options, or they didn't have, I should say, last year towards the end of that season because it seems like every receiver on that team was hurt. Uh, so I think it was de facto Amon Ross St. Brown. You got to see his talent. Do I think he can do it again? You have to wait and see. That's why he's an X factor. Um, he's a guy who can make or break your team. If he plays the way he did towards the end of the season, I mean, fucking right. All systems go. But if you're drafting him to be that player, I'd have to slay, slow your roll a little bit because it's a small chunk of games towards a season ending that really didn't mean much to the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Now with a little bit of wide receiver help, um, I don't know if he could be that same guy. But I'd like to see him try. He's my X factor. I agree with all of it. And he was a rookie too. That that says a lot that he had that strong of a finish in his first year. A lot of times, rookie wide receivers, you don't see how good they can be until after their first year, unless you're someone like Mike Evans, Odell Beckham, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Like these are top elite guys. Is Amon Ra in that bucket now? If he continues this, we will be talking about how he broke out in his first year. So there's a chance. But it's also Jared Goff and the Lions. You gotta take it with a grain of salt. Uh, my X factor is actually not Amon Ross Brown. My X factor is Big Cock Hawk, T.J. Hawkinson, man. Um, so once again, like we talked about Cole Komet, there was a lot of volatility in the tight end position. And TJ Hawkinson actually, before missing the last five games of the season, was projected to be top 10, top eight uh, tight end. 
you know, obviously he had a few games in there where he was not good. Okay. Um, and I think that's the problem with the Lions offense. But level with me for a second. They have a lot of improvement, I think, on the wide receiver uh, area of their team. Um, you know, I think – I know DJ Chark sucks. Okay, I get it. And Josh Reynolds sucks. And Quintez Cephas Sucks, but you know, Khalif Raymond. Hey. Okay, he had like one good week. All right, but respect. But Fuck. I think just adding warm bodies to the wide receiver core will help um, take some pressure off Hawkinson because I think before Amon Ross St. Brown came on at the end of that of last season, TJ Hawkinson was their number one target for sure. Um, so defenses could focus in on him, key in on him, you know, and at least now the defense will have to give a little bit more respect to the wide receiver core that they have out there. Um, and yeah, I mean, Hawkinson can, he's, his ADP right now is 78, which is, I don't even know what round that is. It's fifth or sixth, I think. No, no, it probably is, but I don't, I don't like it. Um, but I feel like he's probably going to fall later than that. Kind of depends when tight ends start flying off the board. After yeah, it depends. Three. It depends but. on your league when people start drafting. Uh... <laughs> Craig says, "How is Craig Reynolds not your MVP?" Still giving me nightmares. <laughs> um, Craig Reynolds, man. Talking about TJ Hawkinson, he's actually my player to avoid, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, two out of the three seasons he's had in this league, he's finished the season on IR. I can't trust him, okay? He'll have great games, and then when you expect him to have great games again, he puts up one point. And I get it. He's a tight end. Not all tight ends do consistent numbers. I just don't trust him. I don't trust Big Cock Hawk. He's now average Cock Hawk. Whoa. Until he, can, until he can put together a full season again, because in that one season where he played the whole – the whole 16 games, <laughs> the whole, um, yeah. he was number five tight end in PPR, number six in standard. That was in 2020. Um, last year, he finished tight end 15 PPR, 17 in standard. Obviously, going on IR at the end of the season. I can't trust it. He's a player I'm avoiding on the lines because I know what's going to happen. He's going to be there in your draft. And you say, geez, I really need a tight end. Well, Hawkinson's good. You could probably get away with somebody else other than Hawkinson in later rounds um, who can get you the same tight end production. And I don't know if he's going to perform as well now with the emergence of Monroe St. Brown, now with additions of DJ Chark, and it's still Jared Goff. Speaking of Jared Goff, DJ Chark, those are actually um, – Two sleepers I have. Jared Goff is a game manager. You want to call him that? He, he, he tries to be. On the Rams offense, there was games where he would sling it with the wide receiver talent that he had. I'd say now, since he's been in Detroit, this is probably the best wide receiver group he's had. Um, 
You know, he's a veteran. I'm not saying put all your eggs in Jared Goff's basket, but just watch out for him. I trust Jared Goff more than I trust Justin Fields, if I say that, as a sleeper. Um, and DJ Chark, new face. I'm sorry, old face in a new place. Maybe he just needs a new scenery. Get me the fuck out of Jacksonville. Put him on the Detroit Lions. Give him a quarterback who, I mean, is not a rookie. Trevor Lawrence, I'm really looking for him. And I, didn't he get hurt last year, DJ Chark, too? Yep. Yeah. Another guy. If he stays healthy, we got to see what's going to happen. But he's going to be a guy who's going to be there late. He's going to be a guy that you probably stash in your bench, wait and see what happens after a month or two. And if he becomes that guy, if he emerges as the number two receiver behind a Bonra, congratulations. You know, you got a you got a passing option. The Lions offense is weird because we know what you're gonna get with Swift if he is healthy. Uh, Jamal Williams is still gonna be a factor in that offense too behind Swift. I feel like he's gonna get some carries too. Don't forget about Craig Reynolds. Craig Reynolds, how could I ever forget about him? Um, but it's gonna be interesting to see the pass catchers. I don't trust Hawkinson. We're going to wait and see if Amon Ra becomes the guy he was at the end of the year last year. Just watch out for DJ Chark and company. It could be something. He's actually my guy to avoid. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess I'll, I'll give the, the other side of that coin. He can't stay healthy. He hasn't played a full season yet. The best of the most games he's played was 2019. He played 15 games. And that's when he had his year that people fell in love with him. He was like, you know, uh, back or like high end wide receiver too. He was like 15 and standard, 17th in PPR. So he was, he was high wide receiver too. That's when everyone loved him. Next year in Jacksonville, played 13 games, was like wide receiver 50. Last year, four games out for the season. And now he's the wide receiver two on the Lions. Have we ever liked a wide receiver two on the Lions? Like maybe Marvin Jones to Kenny Galladay, maybe. Marvin Jones. That was mostly like because he, he was a touchdown machine. DJ Chark can't be that guy though if he's healthy. No, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think the offense will be hot enough either. Like Jared Goff has supported a wide receiver two with Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. But that's also a high-powered Rams offense. Um, I don't. I'm just not going to see. It. I think people are still view DJ Chark a little too positively. I mean, the year that yeah, he did break off. The year that he did break off. Who was his quarterback? Was that Bortles? I thought it was Minshew. I mean, it was either Bortles or Minshew. Uh, oh, maybe Minshew. So I mean, is Jared Goff that much far away from them, or? Is he is he worse than them? Clearly not. He's got a job. I'm saying it's potentially the the key with these guys, honestly, is just health. They can stay healthy. Uh, we haven't seen it yet, so who knows, Mason? Um. So I do agree. So I got like a combination, basically, of your guys' stuff here. DJ Shark is a sleeper for me. Um. I think that he does have the potential to be a val like a valuable flex play, uh, and that's as high as praise as I'm going to give him. I don't think that he has the respect to be put in that potential wide receiver two category anymore. So I think you know 
potentially can be a good flex for you. Uh, but that's kind of about it. But for where you're going to draft him, that's still a lot of value. Uh, and then my player to avoid, I'm sorry, Glenn, I couldn't disagree more. It's Jared Goff. I literally every year, I just, I don't understand the season that he had where he was good with the Rams. Like, I'm sorry, he is bad. He stinks. Um, and I just, you know, if you need him, actually, no. Find another option. I was going to say, if you have bye weeks, pick him up, plug him in. Don't do that. <laughs> I did that. He got me like two points last year. Don't do that. He's so bad. He's so bad. You're forgetting Brandon Gomes' team name was once named Prince Goffrey. Yeah, and you know what's funny? He never had his coronation to become king because he no. sucked ass that whole season. I rest my case. Give him a chance. Second year with the no, Lions. Absolutely not. Give him a chance. How about my uncle? Did you give him a chance? No, I didn't. Wow. Yeah, um, he, he walks away. Wrapping up the Lions, a uh, lottery ticket is rookie first-round pick. Jamison Williams. He's a lottery ticket because he tore his ACL back in January. So he's uh, people are probably not going to draft him right away. And if he helps out your team, it probably won't be towards the middle of the season. Is there a chance that he does what Amon Ross St. Brown did last year for this team? I think so. That's the lottery ticket. I'm telling you, these, these rookie wide receivers every year now – Somebody's emerging, and I feel like more rookies are becoming better in this in today's game of football. Uh, I don't know if we're in a new age of football, but rookie wide receivers are now making an impact than they did, let's say, ten years ago. I, I think um, it might just be just at athletics as a whole is just getting more and more and, and availability. I think a lot of people, a lot more people, are getting hurt nowadays too, so it's giving opportunity to more rookies. But, I mean, you're, you also have your studs who were drafted in the first round. This guy was drafted in the first round. Sucks that he tore his ACL back in January, but he should be back. And if you're drafting someone in the first round, obviously you have stock in him. Mm-hmm. Get him on the field. Let's mm-hmm. see what he's got. You know? Anybody like else for, as we wrap up the lines? Nope, not for nope. me. All right. Negatory. Moving on to the Green Bay Packers. Pack is. Oh, gonna- Pack, go. I'm going to say um, – I'm going to count to three, and I want all of us to say our MVP after I say the number three. Ready? One, two, three. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones. I think we all said Aaron. Susan, why'd you ruin it? Why'd you ruin it? You guys said Rodgers for MVP? Yes. Well, I didn't. Why Aaron Jones, Susan? Are you forgetting that A.J. Dillon is now a thing? He's not a thing. Yeah, he what? is. What he's do you mean right. he's not a thing? He's okay. He's good. He finished number 23 last year, Sousa, as a running back. And yet Aaron Jones still finished number 12. 10. Yeah, it's because he faced me twice. RB, RB1. <laughs> yeah, Glenn's right. That's not going to happen this year. What did Aaron Rodgers finish? Uh, six, five. 
These rankings are all fucked. Get off of Sleeper. Get on Sleeper. No. Absolutely not. I mean... I think, I mean... All right, here's the biggest thing. Yeah, A.J. Dillon was there, but we still saw Aaron Jones be a running back one. Aaron Rodgers just lost his best weapon that he's had for years. Are we still okay with that? Uh, Are we still okay with Lazard, Watkins, and Randall Cobb as his wide receiver core? You mean you lost his best weapon. Randall Cobb is still on the team, Susan. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers. We're not talking about, like, some middle-of-the-road quarterback who needs that one guy to go off on your team. Zara. He's got Lizard King. Did he not win? Did he? Did he win the MVP last year too, or was it the year before he did? So I know he did. Uh, I think it was last year. It's ridiculous. I mean, every time you think Aaron Rodgers is going to have a down year, he doesn't. He just doesn't. When, when he's healthy, when he's played sixteen games, he's finished top ten every single year. There's only been two seasons where he hasn't played. Under 10 games. 2017, he only played seven, finished 29th. 2013, he played nine games, finished 24th. Every year, Aaron Rodgers continues to perform. I get Devontae Adams isn't there. But now, you could argue this might make Aaron Rodgers a better quarterback because he's not constantly staring down Devontae Adams. I feel like he's going to have to trust his guys more and mix it up a little bit. Randall Cobb's still a veteran president on that team. I, I, I get it. It's Randall Cobb. It's not Randall Cobb from fucking 2010. But he has a connection with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the man. And as far as Aaron Jones goes, every time I play him, he kills me. I get it. That's why he's so good. And A.J. Dillon wasn't a thing, I'd say, until about halfway in the season. And A.J. Dillon still did his thing towards the end of the year. I, you can't just discount what A.J. Dillon has become. I think now is the time because for some reason, uh, Matt LaFleur doesn't just free Aaron Jones. I'm not saying Aaron Jones isn't talented, but Aaron Jones has not been that bad to just give you fucking 25 to 30 carries a game. Aaron Jones hits a lot of home runs and he gets in the end zone. He can do it in the rushing game. He can do it in the passing game. But now A.J. Dillon is there and A.J. Dillon is grounded and pounded. He's going to take goal line carries. Who knows? All I know is that there's one constant. There's one guy I can rely on each and every year, and it's Aaron Rodgers, not Aaron Jones. Things have changed. I don't know. We'll see. Over the last two years, um, Devontae Adams has accounted for over about 35% of all of Aaron Rodgers' touchdowns. I mean, he had 11 last year, 18 the year before that, Devontae Adams. He's a freak of an athlete. And when Adams had issues where he missed some games, that was also Rodgers' most recent poor year. I mean, it was he finished number nine. But Adams still played most of the season. But Adams also missed four games. And when he missed four games, that was the worst year of Rodgers' past four years. So what happens when he misses an entire season? Well, we're going to find out. Maybe Sammy Watkins is going to be the Lizard King this year and, and be able to get all those touchdowns for him. Uh, or maybe he just passes more to Aaron Jones, and that only helps my case. So I, I don't know. I mean, Rodgers is, is safe. I still think he'll be great. He's a top He's a top 10 dude. But 
we just I don't know. I'm, I'm not I'm not liking it for MVP. Uh, Mason, do you want to talk more about Aaron Rodgers or no? Um, no, I mean, I think just briefly, I think you said it best, man. Like, I, I don't like Aaron Rodgers, but I mean, every, like you said, every time I think he's going to have a bad year, uh, he steps up and, you know, now that Devontae Adams isn't there, I think he's going to spread the ball around more. Maybe they'll actually use the tight end more in their offense. Uh, you know, Robert Tanyan, um, and also, they, they drafted a wide receiver in the second round this year, which suggests to me that they're hoping that he makes a significant constant, uh, co- contribution to the team as well. Because, honestly, if you look at the guys, like you said, who are in the wide receiver room, no one really stands out to you as being that de facto number one guy. So I think they're expecting Christian Watson to make a big impact. And if he does... There you go. Rodgers is Rodgers, baby. And will he be down slightly, comparatively speaking, to last year? Maybe. But I still think you can throw the ball to Aaron Jones. He can throw the ball to A.J. Dillon. Aaron Rodgers also low-key likes to use his legs. So he'll still be that guy. Plus he got a new tattoo. There you go. But does he still look homeless? Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen a picture of him. All I've seen is a picture of his tattoo. Well, he better hope this Watson dude becomes something because all he has is old and busted, another old and busted. That old and busted then, joint. And then Alan Lazard. So here's the thing. Um, I don't like Alan Lazard. I trust Randall Cobb and Sammy Watkins more than I trust Alan Lazard. Wow. Yeah. I agree. Um, they're actually my sleepers, the two veteran wide receivers, Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins. Again, health is always a question, especially with Sammy Watkins. But when he plays, I mean – Aaron Rodgers can find the ball. Um, I didn't really go with my X Factor, but it's going to be the man who I think, you know what? I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to say it right here, right now on this podcast. A.J. Dillon is the running back to own in Green Bay. That sucks. You heard it here first. He's the X Factor. He's the one who's going to make or break your season if you have him on your team. Either he makes it by um, outdoing Aaron Jones, and if you're outdoing Aaron Jones, that means you're doing something good. Or he breaks it. If Aaron Jones continues to be that guy, then A.J. Dillon declines after showing what was a very promising second year on the team. X-Factors for you, gentlemen. Um, It's going to be... It's gonna be Alan Lazard. I know you, you don't. You just said you don't like him, but I like him. <laughs> With MVS gone, oh Jesus, another guy. Alan Lazard is the guy. I mean, Randall Cobb's obviously been with the team. Uh, he left, but he was he has the most years with Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, let's just check his his. Uh, yeah. So, um, but he's also thirty one years old, and I don't trust Randall Cobb. I think Alan Lazard. Is going to be the guy Rodgers will probably trust the most at the moment. Sammy Watkins was good. I don't know if he's still a great talent, honestly, at this point. But he's at the end of the day, he's still very new. He's he hasn't been on the team yet. So I think Alan Lazar is going to be the guy who has the rapport with Rodgers and is going to be 
the guy who you can look for. I don't know for a fact. I'm not betting on him being that guy, that reliable plug-and-play wide receiver too, but I think he has the best chance. Um, My X factor, it's tough. I think my X factor is, uh, is, is, is A.J. Dillon, man. Someone respond like at the chat though. Panacho's oh. getting mad. What? He's <laughs> he said so much for this being an interactive podcast. See, if he tuned in when we actually went live, he would have told he would have heard me say that towards the end of the podcast we're going to be interacting with the chat more because it's tough to go back and forth when you're already on topic. Ah, uh, that's right. And you know, you got to learn to listen. That's the whole point of a podcast and. Uh, all right, go ahead, Mason. Anyway, my X Factor is AJ Dillon. Uh, you know, it's going to be, I think, a competition between Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. I feel like AJ Dillon is chomping at the bit. He's right at Aaron Jones' heels. And if Aaron Jones slips for a second, he will usurp him in the pecking order in that backfield. Not to mention, A.J. Dillon's a good player. We saw it last year, like we just talked about a few minutes ago. He was technically behind uh, Aaron Jones, and he still finished as an RB2. So I think that just speaks to the talent level there and how much upside he has. Um, fuck you, Panacho. You want me to read the chat while I'm while I'm Recording this shit? Fuck you. That's what you get. Anyway. Um, wrapping up the Packers. My lottery ticket, as we mentioned earlier, is going to be another rookie wide receiver, Christian Watson. Christian Watson, drafted in round two this year by the Packers, is the highest wide receiver drafted by the Packers since 2002. 20 years. They haven't drafted a wide receiver higher than round two. So, obviously, they got some faith in this kid. And with Devontae Adams leaving town, wide receiver one's there for the taking. Could the rookie just come right in and step up into it? I don't know. Is it going to be Alan Lazard? I don't know. Is it going to be Randall Cobb? I don't know. But if I was a betting man, I'd say the best odds might just be in a 17-game season, rookie they drafted in the second round, Christian Watson. Lottery ticket. Remember that name. You're all over these rookies. I wide am. receivers. Rookie wide receivers, man. It's a new game. It's a new game. They're the new uh they're the new second year tight end. Yeah. They just um, may be. Anything else for rack of the Packers? Nah, man. No. All right, now to the last team of the NFC North. We are talking the Minnesota Vikings. And the Minnesota Vikings should be pretty easy. I'm talking, like, pretty simple. There's not really much change from last year with the Minnesota Vikings. Um, my MVP, believe it or not, is not going to be the guy who's been the MVP for the past what, three or four seasons. It's going to be Justin Jefferson. That's my MVP. It's not Dalvin Cook. It's Justin Jefferson. I trust Justin Jefferson more than I trust Dalvin Cook. I said it. I'll say it again. I'll continue to say it for the rest of the year. I said it. Justin Jefferson is that guy. 
Justin Jefferson is that good? Because last year I was questioning if his rookie season was just a fluke. And I said, hmm, I don't know about Justin Jefferson drafting that high and being that good. Now I'm all in on Justin Jefferson. Give me the Justin Jefferson. I need to see more Justin Jefferson. He's the MVP of this Minnesota Vikings team. He's the MVP. He might be the MVP in fantasy in general if he continues to get the ball the way he has been his first two seasons. Give me Justin Jefferson. I, I'm going to agree. I'm going to agree because he's played every single game so far. Dalvin Cook has not. Dalvin Cook has missed – has never played a full season. He's always missed time. And he is good. Dalvin Cook is great. But I think I'd rather – it's kind of a coin flip, and I think I'd rather take the guy who's going to be more consistent. I mean, Justin Jefferson finished number six and then number four. So he's basically a top five guy. He's averaged top five throughout his whole career so far, I'm, only two seasons. Might I'm as well drafting, go with that consistency. I'm drafting Justin Jefferson over Dalvin Cook. I might do the same. I think I, I agree with you that. You won't get the chance, so I'm a better pick. What happens if I'm number one and I draft Justin Jefferson? I'll trade him. But if I'm number one, you know what that means, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll trade the pick from you. Oh, all right, Mason Zoom just crashed, so great. I'm gonna remove him from great. the thing and see if he comes back. Um okay, join again. We'll talk about Jamar Chase uh another episode. Jamar Chase. He's asking was Chase gas. We'll find out in the AFC North preview. This is the NFC North. Yeah, right now I can't think about that question. No. Um, if I was Mason, he might say Dalvin Cook's his MVP because he doesn't want to do Dalvin Cook wrong again like he did a couple of years ago. They're saying yeah. he's going to be the fuck of the year. But I can't speak for that. Uh, he's not here. Um, your X Factor, Susan, for the Minnesota Vikings, who you got? Because I, I might have one that's uh, – I don't know. Maybe it is popular, maybe it's not. I want to see your thoughts here. Um, it's tough, honestly. There's a lot of good names on this team, and you can go in a couple different directions. I'm looking at KJ Osborne right now. There it is. Okay, well, why don't you why don't you talk about him then? KJ Osborne, um, wide receiver three on the team last year, obviously behind Justin Jefferson. Adam. <sighs> Problem is, Adam Thielen's still there, but he's aging. He's getting older. I don't know if this is the year where Adam Thielen falls off. Um, you've seen him get hurt a little bit in the past couple of seasons. This could be the year where maybe an injury takes the whole season. And then who's up next? K.J. Osborne. In that time that K.J. Osborne filled in for Adam Thielen last year, he didn't do too bad. He had a couple of pretty good games. I think another year with Kirk Cousins, another year in this offense, and possibly overtaking Adam Thielen as the wide receiver too. K.J. Osborne could be that X factor on your fantasy team. He's a guy to definitely stash. He's a guy to see how he plays out the first couple of weeks and how they use him in the offense, see what his target share is compared to Thielen's and the tight ends at that point. I think right now it's going to Irv Smith Jr. because Tyler Conklin's no longer a Viking. Um, he's the X factor. I like K.J. Osborne. I like what I saw from him last year when he did fill in for Adam Thielen. And I think this is the year 
that um, Thielen takes a big step down. It sucks because I like Adam Thielen. He's a good player. Yeah, I do too. And um, I like I like the KJ Osborne pick. I don't know if I can even if I'm allowed to say Adam Thielen for this, but I, I just want to say that I feel like he's being slept on. Thielen, he just came off of a bad season. He's he's been dealing with injuries the past few years. He hasn't played a full season the past three years. And now we see him stepping down from that wide receiver one as Justin Jefferson takes his place. So you almost kind of feel like, oh, he's old. He uh, didn't have a great season. He's been surpassed by Justin Jefferson. Meh. But I don't know. I I, I like I still like Thielen. I still think he's going to have another good year. And I think people are going to pass I mean, up if, on him more if, than they should. I think, I think he could. I think there's a bigger chance of him regressing and not living up to the player that you know Adam Thielen to be. I mean, if he plays, he's going to be a red zone target. I, I'd say he has a good ch- chance of catching maybe seven or eight touchdowns this year. Uh, I don't think the yardage might be there as it was in the past. And I think K.J. Osborne is going to be a problem. Um, there's a chance he proves me wrong it is, you know, as he gets older. But I'm, I'm not – I'm steering off the Adam Thielen bandwagon. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm hopping on the Osborne train. The um, Ozzy Osborne crazy train? It's a crazy train, you know. My sleeper for the Minnesota Vikings, believe it or not, it's Kirk, Kirk Cousins. I mean, if Justin Jefferson is as good as we say he is, that means Kirk Cousins has to be doing something, right? Right? Can he just put it together to where he actually plays winning football? And when I say by winning football, I mean not turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. I'm making stupid decisions on third down and just being the quarterback that we've wanted him to be for the past 10 fucking years. Can he do it? Can he do it with a healthy team? Can he do it with a new coach? I'd like to think so, but I got to wait and see. That's why he's a sleeper. He, I mean, the quarterback position, it, it's weird. You know, you have your studs. You have your guys who consistently you're going to start every week because of their potential. Kirk Cousins is a guy where it's like, okay, you could pick him up late in the draft. You could start him if, you know, all the other quarterbacks are taken. But you could also sit him. There's been weeks where Kirk Cousins has finished, you know, top ten. There's been weeks where he's been nasty too. But there's been weeks where he's looked absolutely atrocious at quarterback. And I think this year I think he might take a step forward. He's a sleeper for me. And I'm I'm not a big Kirk Cousins fan. You know that. Mm-hmm. I my past ten seasons, he's been known as Kirk Cousins to me because he hasn't lived up to that moniker of Kirk yet. Um, I I'm done with waiting for Kirk. I think he this is just who he is. He's gonna be the guy who you can stream week in, week out. Well, not week in, week out, but um, he's gonna be a guy you can stream on matchups. He'll have good games, and and if you can play it right. He'll reward you for sure. But last two seasons, quarterback 11, both 2021-2022. Before that, 19. Before that, 13, all with the Vikings. Um, Two years with an amazing Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook. He was outside the top 10 in quarterbacks. I feel like that's just who he is. Uh, I don't see a step forward. He's going to be a guy who can have good games and a guy who can have bad games. And if you play the right matchups, um, you'll be good but he's just not going to be that plug-and-play dude. All right. As much Our, as he makes you think he will. I he'll know. lure you I, in with a couple of that's string. He, he, he might be doing that to games. me right now. Yeah. And it, it's early. It is July. You know, we'll see how 
uh, my feelings turn towards, you know, week one, week two. I might be dead wrong. I might eat my words. My lottery ticket for this team it's Alexander all, Madison. Yeah, all day. I mean, he, he's probably – is he the most valuable handcuff in the game? Or you think it's like Kareem Hunt or I – can, I can't even – A.J. Dillon maybe. A.J. Dillon, Tony Pollard. I, I would yeah. say – I would say, yeah. I mean, every time – I feel like every time he steps up for Cook, which happens at least once a year, he gets – he plays like Cook. He looks like him when he's running out there, like the way he can move. He's, um, he gets 20 points. Like, he's just – he just has a guy better than him. So, if Dalvin Cook ever gets hurt, which happens every year for at least a limited time, um, he he can just fill that role completely and be a RB1 instantly. And that's a great lottery ticket to have. That's how you can maybe pass on running backs the first few rounds, load up on wide receiver, and draft guys like Alexander Madison because if Madison gets that opportunity, Cook goes down, you instantly have a league-winning running back in addition to a stacked wide receiver core. Um, so, yeah, I like Madison a lot. And that's why people have always had to draft him high if they own Cook because he's just that valuable. Yeah, he is. He's the guy you want to have a lottery ticket. Stole him on the bench. Stole him as a handcuff. Take him away from that guy who drafted Dalvin Cook because you know he's going to want to trade you for him. Um, we invited Mason back, but we're close to wrapping things up. Let's look that means we can address some of this chat here because uh, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, all right. What was the last thing I looked at? Now I don't want AJ doing. Ha, 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 ha. If I was a betting man, I'd take Glenn doesn't make the playoffs. If you would have bet that for the last 10 years, uh, you probably would have lost money. I don't see why that's going to change this year, but for some reason that's edged in your mind. Maybe. Who knows? Haven't drafted my team yet. Um, Makes you feel better, Glenn. He offered that bet to me, and I did not take it. Yeah, it's a stupid bet. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Uh, was Chase Gas already discussed? Not talking about Chase until we covered the AFC North. Who had feeling when he went 10 straight? 100-yard games. I did. Which means the follow-up question is, did you win a championship? Did you? No, because after that 10-game stretch, he had a bye week, and he completely forgot how to make Krabby Patties because he came back and he sucked. Jack plays like Cousins. Okay. Can't hear you, Mason. Someone said Kirk is better than Dak. Someone also say you're a fucking idiot, but I'm not going to say that. Um, <laughs> I can hear you now, Mason. Yeah. Mason, oh, we're, just, we're, we're wrapping it up. We figured uh, your opinion doesn't really matter on the Vikings. I mean, that's valid. I come in last every year anyway. So. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, if you want to just run through the Vikings quick, who's your MVP? Uh, MVP is Justin Jefferson. Ooh. All right. Who's your X Factor? X Factor is uh, – Gonna be Dalvin Cook. Ah. Why? Why? <laughs> yeah, why is he your X Factor? Actually, no. Sorry, I take it back. I forgot Adam Thielen was on the team for some reason. Okay. Um, Adam Thielen's my X Factor. All right. Any sleepers uh, on the? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no, yeah. I was just gonna say Thielen, um, because you know I think. Um, 
despite his age, he's been a pretty good fantasy target. Obviously, Justin Jefferson is the number one wide receiver now. But before Thielen got hurt last year, he was having a pretty good season. Um, and then obviously he hurt and missed, got hurt and missed quite a few games. But yeah, I think uh, I think I think he has the potential, you know, to give you like he has good wide receiver three basement and high, you know, wide receiver two upside potentially. Any uh, any lottery tickets on the Minnesota Vikings? Um, not necessarily lottery tickets, but my sleeper would be Kirk, um, because you know, ultimately, I'm not. We're not Kirk Cousins guys. We're not. People know this. But, but there is a difference. There's a big difference, which I think people mix up a lot, um, between a good fantasy quarterback and a quarterback that you would want on your team as a fan in the NFL. Kirk Cousins is a good fantasy quarterback. Um, you know, he was, I think he, he was top 10 last year, right? He ended up finishing top 10. Am I, am I wrong in saying that? Sorry, I had I had to reset my computer. So he was 11. I, okay, Ooh, so you're wrong. barely, barely on the top 10. You know, he was almost in there. Uh, and yeah, I think he was, he was, he will get you, you, you can get him late. And he has, you know, good like a low, like a pretty high basement uh, for his points. You know, he's pretty consistent at least, but then he also has that added bonus of getting you those weeks where he can get you 24, he can get you 25, you know, uh, because he does have that capability. It's just a consistency issue for him. All right. Well, gentlemen, that's pretty good. The uh, NFC North preview. As the weeks go on and we get close to the season, we'll preview one division per week. We're going to do next week. We stick with the NFC. Um, we're going to AFC. How about Sousa picks, and then I'll pick the division. Okay, Sousa AFC. Like no, we did. Uh, we did that last time. I picked the NFC. Oh, you know, I thought I picked the NFC. I'm pretty certain Glenn asked me to pick the the conference. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Because I don't know North, South, East, West. Like I don't know. Well, not not that I don't know the teams. I was saying I don't know the compass, but I do know AFC and NFC. Okay, we'll pick one. We'll do the same thing. Well, no, no, you pick that one. Jesus oh, Christ. all right. Somebody uh, pick one. We're going. We'll go AFC. Okay, we'll do South. AFC oh. South. God. Ah. Uh, Actually, right. no, 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 no. You know no, what? No, let, no, no, like... no. This is big. Let's let the chat decide. Oh. What do we want to see next week, guys? What if What if they take too long? This is an interactive chat. This is uh, going That's to Panacho's point. Chat's got five seconds. Five seconds. I'm not even going to hear the question in five seconds. So um, while they decide on that, let's talk about this trade that Craig wanted us to address. Oh, yeah. Craig says AFC West. We'll bias, but we'll do it. AFC West had the most movement. Oh, Panacho says AFC East, but Craig was first. Ooh. AFC East had maybe the most important movement with that Nikhil Harry trade. <laughs> Just for that, we're doing the AFC West. Zach Wilson's in there, too. No, we already talked about him okay. today. 
Uh, AFC West next week. We'll talk about Sounds it. I like, I like the AFC West. Oh, well, that's going to be a good one. I'm at fun next There you week. go, Craig. Before we wrap up the podcast, Craig wanted us to address this trade that he made in the Dynasty League just to get our thoughts on it. This should be fun. Hit so, me. Craig, searching for another running back, his best running back was Antonio Gibson. Gave up in a Dynasty League, 12-man Dynasty League. He traded his first-round pick for next year, Tyler Lockett, Tyreek Hill, and Gus Edwards for Christian McCaffrey and Robert Tanya. Who wins that deal? How much? Okay, hold on. So what did he? What, he, shi- what did he, he shipped out. On? He shipped out Tyreek Hill, Tyler Lockett, Gus Edwards, and a first-round pick for next year for White Jesus, Christian McCaffrey. And Robert Tanya, who's going to miss some time, I think. Uh, I don't think he's fully healthy yet. Whoa. Oh, man. That's, that's who is his tight end? Does, did he need a tight end, too? Uh, let's see here. I can't click on his team. For because, quite frankly, I'm not giving Tanya much weight at all. I'm All I'm hearing is he traded all that for McCaffrey. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Fair move. Yeah, I think I'd rather start Faramuth. With the poten- there's potential upside that Tanya can maybe do better without Adams, but I'm I'm basically just hearing McCaffrey. And his In other wide- case- so this is this is a three wide receiver league, two running backs, two flexes. Um, so he has rookie wide receivers in Drake London, Garrett Wilson, and then he had Tyreek Hill, Allen Robinson, Robert Woods. And now he's shipping out Tyreek Hill and Tyler Lockett, and he's getting McCaffrey back to go along Antonio Gibson. His running backs. His other I RB. His other RB two was starting was Gus Edwards after Antonio Gibson. I don't necessarily disagree with the players, but I do think he might have overpaid a bit with the first round pick for next year as well. So I was thinking. I didn't want to tell. That's him. my. Opinion. I want to wait till the podcast to tell. Him. The players, I think, are pretty balanced. I would say, like ultimately, the like the player swap was pretty pretty balanced in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I think I think the first round pick was a little bit of an overpay. Well, now who was wide receivers? So Allen Robinson, got, and that's it. Uh, Allen Robinson, rookies? Robert Woods. Okay. A couple rookies. Where did Allen Robinson go? No, Beckham, who's out. Robinson's with the Rams. Oh, he's got Christian uh, Watson too. My lottery ticket. Well. Marcus right. Galloway. Robinson on the Rams, if that becomes something, then uh, – because I, I was just worried that he traded a hole in running back and for a hole in wide receiver, uh, or maybe even a bigger hole if he got rid of Lockett and, and Hill. But Robinson on the Rams could actually be nice. And then – I mean, I was going to give rookie him, support. I was going to give him J.K. Dobbins in a first-round pick for Tyreek Hill. He said no, so it's all right. Really? It's all right. Yeah, you want to do it? Huh. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a tough one. It might I might have to go with Mason saying that that first round pick maybe put it over the edge uh in an, like an overpay. Especially because yeah, the team's probably gonna come in last this year, so that pick's probably gonna be one of one. But like how valuable also... Oh no, go ahead, Susan. I was just gonna say, like, how valuable is Lockett though? You know what I mean? With Gino and Drew Locke, probably 
is he's he's downgraded. He's already boomer boomer boss, and now he's downgraded from there. Tyreek lock locket connection. Maybe, maybe. Uh, Tyreek, a little bit of a downgrade. I still expect him to be good, but obviously McCaffrey is nasty. So is McCaffrey worth? Yeah, I don't. It's it's pretty. I, I think it's big, that, that first round back. Maybe problem, it was a second rounder. Some people are saying yeah. McCaffrey, McCaffrey's injury prone, washed up. Here's another question. I don't think he's washed up because when he's on the field, he performs. The problem is him actually being on the field. Um, and that and that's that's ultimately why I think the first round pick is a, is a bit of an overpay because I think you know you're looking right. You're essentially trading uncertainty for uncertainty, right? So Tyreek Hill is in a new, like, he's an elite wide receiver talent. Is he going to be the same guy in Miami? You don't know. Then you have Tyler Lockett, who also obviously is a good wide receiver talent. Is he going to suffer with Geno's back? I think that one's fair to say yes, but you know what I'm saying. Mm. Um, And then Gus Edwards is a pretty good option uh, at running back. Um. You know, he's not bad, uh, but obviously it comes down to usage of how much they're going to use him in uh, in the offense, um, especially with Dobbins back being being healthy, uh, hopefully by the start of the season. Um, but, yeah, that's – I – that's why I think it's an overreach. I think it's an overreach. I don't think he got fleeced, but I think the first-round pick – Definitely is an overpay. Just do because you don't know McCaffrey's situation with his health. Do we know? Do you, like what? How good would you say Craig will do this year? Like what kind of first round pick do you think it would be? Back end if he does well. I think he's looking at the consolation ladder. To be honest. <laughs> so it would be a high first round pick then. Maybe top four pick. Could be. Yeah, I think that might be a little too much. McCaffrey's great, but I feel like there's just too many names being uh, traded for that. Time will tell. There it is, Craig. Ladies and gentlemen, we will see you next week talking about the AFC West. Thank you for joining us on the live stream on Twitch, and you will find us each and every single week, Tuesday nights at 6 p.m., if everything goes right. And then also follow us on Twitter. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And uh, I think that'll do it. Guys, get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.